Fright Night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mike? I'm good. We're back. It's late. It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day. We are recording on Labor Day. Our unions would be so angry. They would be so angry. Yeah, but we're taking breaks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we are. We are. We're taking. We're taking our breaks. We're taking breaks, and I'm making sure that you don't carry extra furniture or, yeah. or trip over. And there. we're not making little children work in factories. No, nope, no. Nope. So. so I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Uh, before we start, I just want to say welcome back. We're Taron Tacos. I'm Ooh, Christy. I'm Michael. And we want to dedicate this special episode of Taron Tacos to Mariam Lush. Does she go by Lush? She or goes Bag? by Bag. Okay, Mariam Thank God, Bag. right? Yeah, that's true. She's way cooler. Yeah, she's way cooler. Uh, she is like our n- number one fan, her and Cindy. Yeah, and like Mariam uh, out there just, you know, supporting, supporting Tat, helping us... Uh, I mean, really main, maintain the website and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, she bought us tacos she today. She bought us tacos today. So. so, yeah, which, you know, brings me to um, maybe it's time, Michael, for us to hire like a Terran Tacos intern. I think we do need an intern. And like up this game to help yeah. us get on Patreon and do all the social. All that, the young you people stuff. Yeah, you and I aren't really good at it. No, no, it's not. It's not our thing. Also, we're... <laughs> We're really busy. Yeah, we get really busy. And and so I am totally willing to throw some dollars at, at, a, at, at a an intern, person. you know, yeah. to help us with all that kind of stuff. So if you are interested in helping Tarot and Tacos, you know, take the next step. Yeah. Please contact us. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. That was funny. <laughs> the, the crowd agrees. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you to Mariam. Uh, man, even like. I mean, she's just a champion all around. Uh, I'm a nerd and in, in, in a fantasy football league uh, led by one Gregory Lush, mm-hmm. uh, husband of Mariam. And uh, Mariam sent Greg. We were all together last night and made a bunch of food for all of us. Nice. That was delicious and incredible. That's She's a wonderful person. Yeah. She's just a wonderful person. You're lucky man, Gregory Lush. Yeah. So this is a commercial, you know, for, for Mariam, Mariam Bay. Mariam Bay. Mariam Bay. <laughs> Get one in your life. Um, hey, so that's pretty good. That is good. Uh, so we had St. Taco. We had St. Taco again because we believe. We believe, Christy. Because have faith. Uh, we had this. You gotta have faith. Sash tacos. Sash tacos. Delicious. I, I sent John to get some of those crispy tacos that have those fun cheese belts. Yeah, and they're th- so good. It delivers, man. It's yeah. just so good that 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 cheesy belt it, around the taco. I don't know what it is, but it's perfect. <laughs> it makes a difference. And we also had some elote. Elote corn. Elote corn in a cup, and it's also delicious. Yeah. Uh, go to St. Taco. There is one on Regal Road up mm-hmm. by 635. And there is one on Greenville and Lovers, which yeah, is right. the one that we go to because it's closer. Yeah, it's right by, uh, right across from like SMU campus. Right, right. So. Um, so yeah, we love them. And so today, you know, last week is kind of heavy. Ooh, it, it was, uh, it was heavy. And honestly, because we talked about uh, New Order, Nuevo Orden, Orden, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, no, uh, that's right. I actually got a couple messages from different people. Oh, uh, who uh, disagreed with us? N- no, I'm sure they are out there, but who actually thanked us uh, and have chosen not to watch it? Oh, oh no, yeah. Um, and and two people in particular were like, "I actually was going to watch this," and then hearing y'all, "I don't need to watch this." Yeah, just because of um, some of the graphic stuff that we had talked about, right? And so yeah, last week was. 
I mean, it was probably our, um, one of our most, if not our sort of most serious discussions. Right. So today we were like, fuck that. Fuck it. Let's, Let's just have do some something fun. fun and stupid. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I would go as far as this week being stupid, but it certainly was fun. It was absolutely fun. So we decided to watch both Frights Night. Right. And because this is like building up to us going uh-huh. to see... Candyman, which is very exciting for two reasons, because we both love the first Candyman, Uh and the second reason, because it will be our first time going to a theater in in over 19 months. Yeah, we haven't been to a Terran Tacos viewing of a movie in, yeah, 19 months. Yeah, something like that. So it'll be strange, and I'm trying to figure out a time for us to go. We're both fully vaxxed, Yeah, but I also want to go at a time when there's not- Not going to be people. A lot of people, because I'm still kind of, I get freaked out. It's still weird, man. Yeah. It's still very weird, and especially down here, it's just weird. Um, But yeah, you know, we, we spent, sorry, a lot of time- we are not necessarily the biggest fans of uh, remakes and or no. reboots. No. But we were like, hey, we, well, we both like- We both like the Fright Night reboot. Let's, right. So, so let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one yeah. first. 1985. 1985. Fright Night starring William Ragsdale as Charlie Brewster. Yes. And Chris Sarandon as- Jerry, what's his last name? Dandridge. Dandridge. <laughs> like, and they make a joke about it, about like his name being Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry the vampire. Uh-huh. Amanda Bierce as Amy the girlfriend. Uh-huh. And it's it's <laughs> very much just it's just Amy the girlfriend. Yeah, my She well does not be, have a last yeah. name. Or a human's or yeah. yeah, nothing about her is real. Yeah. Um and someone for the mom. Yeah, some lady. <laughs> some lady. <laughs> and who's then the mom. The great Roddy McDowell. The great Roddy McDowell as Peter Vincent. Mm-hmm. And so in the, I'm just going to talk about that for a little bit. Roddy McDowell plays uh, a one of those TV like fright night hosts, like yeah. m- movie hosts. Yeah. And he is um an old school movie actor yeah. from like the 70s Hammer films. Yes. And that's why he's called Peter Vincent because it's a play on Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. Right. And he's like a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be kind of like this Peter Cushing character. Yeah. And we see like a clip of like a horrifically cheesy Dracula that right. he was supposedly in. I'm From the Peter old, Vincent. Yeah. Vampire, vampire slayer. Yeah. Vampire hunter. And so now he hosts a show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like a has been, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, totally. And lives Charlie, in a tiny apartment or whatever, and he's like about to get evicted, right? And then Charlie, the protagonist, is is a fan of the show, yeah, right. So yeah, so it opens on on a, a, a it was this is a strange it's, it's a strange opening, but you know, I'll tell you why I like this movie. We we both got real quiet there for two seconds, and I was like. Okay, see you next week. It was a great time. (laughs) Good luck, guys. Good luck. Go watch the movies. No. So we open on this weird, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's Every time I watch Fright Night, and I don't watch it often, but when I do, I am immediately, immediately transported back to a very specific feeling of the 80s. Yeah. You know? Yes. And I, I don't even know how to... Describe it. It, it. It's it. The first Fright Night, which is, I mean, at, at the very least, a cult classic. I mean, it is a wildly sort of famous and popular horror comedy. Yeah, horror comedy. It has a very famous 
a notorious character that people love to hate. Yeah. Evil Ed. Evil. Who is unwatchable. uh, Unwatchable. But it, 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 it is... It is of it is so specifically of 1985 Five. and the way co- certain types of movies were made in 1985. Right. It's almost like it wants to be like one of those sophisticated 80s movies like Into the Night <laughs> except that it's a teen horror comedy. Yeah. It's really minimal and it's minimal by design. They didn't slow budget. They didn't yeah. have any money and so they they're shooting on the same lot that The Burbs Right. was shot, which is big budget Tom horror Hanks. comedy, Tom yeah. Hanks, Bruce Dern, yeah. you know. And there were, I read about it, there were two other movies, I can't remember right now, that were being worked on at that studio in the same year, and they were big movies. And those were like going to be Oscar contenders, and everybody at the studio was paying attention to those movies. And Tom Holland, the writer-director of Fright Night, said I it was really happy because nobody was paying attention to Fright Night. So we, he we got to do whatever the fuck we wanted on the back lot. Yeah. And you can tell kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, you kind of can. Yeah. Like there's no one in the movie except those people and except in the club scene. There's one scene with some extras. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else is like really minimalist. And there's part of part of I like part of that. You know, it mm-hmm. it fools you. It fools you into thinking that you're watching a more artsy film than you actually, <laughs> than you actually are. are. Yeah. And yet the other half of the movie is for real spoofing those 70s, yeah, 60s the, the Peter Cushing, movies. Vincent Price yeah. vampire movies. And and um I mean so the the premise it is at it, at its core, it is the vampire next door, right? Yeah. Literally the vampire right, next door. Right. At this time. The, the big thing that was happening in horror movies were the slashers. Yeah. Like, that's what everybody wanted to see. Uh-huh. Uh, and they was make the a, Jasons and the Michael Myers. And, and it, they make a joke about they that. They make a joke right? about There's it. There's like a very meta sort of moment with Roddy McDowell. Right. So that's why nobody believes Charlie. Right. When he says there's a vampire living next door. Yeah. Because teens don't believe in vampires Be, anymore. Right. And so we open on Charlie making out with Amy. Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to say, Chrissy, being a dick. That dude's a dick. He's a straight up dick. But you know what? Like I go back and watch a lot of movies Dude, from my teenage years that yeah. I really liked at the time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, God, that dude's a dick. Except, except James Spader as Steph. I mean, he is a dick. No, no you know, he but, owns it. But, but I would still smash. Like, yeah, would still bang. Here's my thing. I well, let's let's veer off quickly. Um, <laughs> James Spader as Steph fully knows that he is a dick. Yeah. He is not a pretending. dick pretending to be a good guy or who believes he's a good guy. No. Right? He knows he's a dick. Yeah. He knows he lives an overprivileged life. Uh-huh. He, I mean, he even says it in Pretty in Pink. He's like, do you think I care about money? Look at how I treat my parents' house. Yeah. I don't yes. give a fuck. He is, he, is, he is very much that thing. Whereas Charlie... And Charlie is honestly presented to us as a nice guy. This is the nice guy. This is the guy you root for. And then you're like, oh, but he's a dick trying to yeah. pressure his girlfriend into fucking him. Right. Just like <laughs> gremlins, although not fucking the gremlins, but like putting them in water and feeding them after midnight. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Zach. Also like Ferris Bueller, which is a little later, but same thing. It's like back in the day, I was like, oh, Ferris Bueller's so cool. And as an adult, I go back and watch Ferris Bueller and I'm like, that kid's a dick. He's an absolute dick. 
Um, and I think there's one moment in Ferris Bueller where even Sloan and, and Cameron are kind of like, man, he's a dick. Yeah. Like they don't say it that way, but that's kind of what yeah. they're saying. That's kind of what they're thinking. So, so vampire next yeah, door. Vampire next door. <laughs> they're making out. Charlie's making out with Amy. He's trying to pressure her to have sex. Yeah. Right. She says no. Right. What's that line? He and he's like, we've been going out since Christmas and all I've been hearing for a year is no. Shut the fuck up, Charlie. Shut the fuck up. Like, you're, you're lucky anyone's you're even talking lucky to you. that Amanda Beers is making out with you. Yeah, seriously. So when she is fine, finally, shouldn't say it, when she, she cr- climbs into bed, like yeah. takes her shirt because off. Because she's shamed into having she's sex shamed into with having her sex. high school boyfriend. <sighs> and instead of leaping into bed with her, he mm-hmm. sees t- two people next door carrying a coffin. Right. Right? Uh-huh. And has binoculars. Right. For some reason. Like you do. When you're a teenage boy. Um, okay. Uh, and it's like, holy shit. You're carrying a body. Something's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, you have, we have to say, he's a big fan of that show, Fright, Fright Night, Night. Yeah. With, with Peter Vincent. Right. And so it's not beyond the realm of belief that he does look out for those kinds of things where it's like, oh, someone carrying a bag. Yeah. She even sort of says like- uh-huh. Uh, she looks at the TV, which is essentially people carrying a coffin in a vampire movie. And she's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Um, but the next day we learn or two days. Oh, so the next day, then he sees this super hot lady, mm-hmm. right? Walking up to the house next door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like in broad daylight. Why is this, she wearing that in broad daylight? Christy? Because she's a hooker. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it. I love the word hooker. I don't mean it with any disrespect. I know that I'm supposed to say sex worker and I am not a person who looks down on sex workers, but I love the word hooker. And she is a hooker. And she's a hooker. And and then you, you see her walk into the house. You hear a scream. Right. Uh, this is later at night, right? Yeah. After the sun sets. So now Charlie is like, I saw a fucking coffin. And then I saw a hooker. And then I saw... <laughs> A hot hooker walk into the next door neighbor's house and scream like something bad was right. happening. He also see man, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it later? Which one is first? Is it the hooker that's first, or is it the other girl that's first? Where he's like straight up, like as close as this window is to us right here. You know, my yeah. neighbor's window. Like just sees them. Yeah, I think it's the hooker first. Yeah, here's a scream, and then the next night it's we, another girl. We finally see. Our vampire, Jerry. Right, Jerry. Uh, Chris Sarandon, uh-huh. who, if you don't know, is probably most most famous for being Prince Humperdinck, right? Yeah, but also is the voice of Jack Skellington, yeah, the is, talking is voice. the talking voice of Jack Skellington, uh, is a badass. Yeah, was married to Susan Sarandon. And just fucking suave dude. So the, the night after, he looks through the window and like legit just sees him about to fuck this other lady. Yeah. Uh, and like superfluous boobs. The, yeah. <laughs> totally superfluous boobs. They catch him. He catches him looking. Jerry catches him looking at them. And he is not hiding. So like from jump, nobody's hiding that they're a vampire. Like no, man. he and he like pulls down the screen, but as he pulls down the screen, you can see that his fingers are abnormally long, yeah. like a Nosferatu. Yeah, and with not the sh- like a Dracula, but like a Nosferatu. Nosferatu with a sh- and with the sharp nails. Yeah, with sharp nails. And so Charlie freaks out. He's uh-huh. like, oh my God, this guy has weird fingers. Yeah. And, and then yeah. he finds out the next day. He- Isn't it weird though that like, he didn't actually see any. He just saw the fingers. Yeah. And suddenly he's like, 
That guy's a vampire. He's like coffin fingers vampire. Right. right? Hooker. <laughs> coffin fingers hooker vampire. Right. That's our new movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the thief, the wife, the cooker. Yeah. Coffin fingers hooker vampire. vampire. I like it. Um, so he hears on TV, he's now fighting with Amy because he's a dick. Right. Because he shamed her. And so she was like, okay, let's do it. I'm scared. And then- and then blows her off. Blows her off because he saw a vampire. Um, but then he sees on TV, he's like at this diner or whatever, that two women have been murdered in the area. Right. Charlie very quickly puts together, uh, I saw the hooker, and then I saw this other- And na- the creepy fingers. And the, cre- the other lady in the creepy fingers, it's this dude. Right. I have a vampire next door. Right. And no, clearly no one, his mom doesn't believe him. Right. He, it's, uh, he, his mom, he lives, he has a single mom. Uh, yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah. I, she's okay. a single mom. Single mom. She works nights. Mm-hmm. We don't know doing what because she's a yeah, woman and she who just, cares. Yeah. She just says, I have night shifts. Yeah. We're like, okay. Is she a nurse or? No it, one cares. No one cares. She has woman fever, Michael. She, she's got woman fever. Yeah. He, he, she really does. He calls the cops. The detective's like, oh, we should say in the first one, not right. in the second one. In the first one, our vampire, Jerry, mm-hmm. has a Renfield type. Right. Uh, a carpenter, that's yeah. ostensibly a carpenter. Who, who works in the daytime. Yeah, who guards the house. Gets his laundry right? done in the day while he's asleep yeah, or whatever. Carries out bodies. Right, exactly. All that stuff. Uh, the cops show up, that dude answers, and the cop is clearly like, this, sorry, man, this fucking kid. Yeah, you know. and also, like, didn't you feel like Charlie was just, like, this overprivileged prick? He's a, th- yeah, we're, like, we're gonna get to it, but, like, my, one of my main problems with the first one versus the second one is I do not like Charlie yeah, in the first one. at all. And I really do in the second yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, he just walks into Jerry's house. Dude, what the and fuck? And it's like, even though... Okay. Sure. You saw fingers and a hooker. You saw fingers and a hooker, but that doesn't give you the right property, y'all. Come right? on. <laughs> you can't just charge into someone's house and say, "Open this door," yeah, because I'm the white kid that lives next, next door, door, and I have the right to do it. Yeah, and also I'll fuck my girlfriend I'll, when I'm good and ready. Exactly. <laughs> like he's just a dick, and it's like, why do you want to? I mean, who are you, kid? Yeah. Yeah, and so of course the detective is like, is like you're uh, fucking I'm sorry, crazy," sir. and he says, "If you if you call me again, if you call us again, we will arrest you." Right. Great. So now the cops are no longer an option. So Chrissy conveniently he, done. He goes to. I don't know. Is it his friend? I don't understand. I don't understand this relationship either. And it's also unwatchable. It's unwatchable. And it's, this is the main reason, because I love Roddy McDowell. You know my love. For Dude, yeah. as well you should. And, and a but great guy. It's like, this is why I don't watch Fright Night that often. Because right. I cannot watch the performance of the actor who plays evil, evil Ed. I can't. It, do it exists. There, there are cartoon performances in movies. There are stylistic performances in movies that work. Yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is either. And it's, or how it was allowed. Right. Like what casting agent saw this kid and went, "This is a good idea." <laughs> like or let's go with that. Yeah, you are. You have right of first refusal. <laughs> Let's show you to Tom Holland. And then what did, like, did Tom Holland not care? Or like, did he just do that on the set and he was a weirdo and they didn't have time to recast? Like, well, I don't know. Or was, or was, 
Was cocaine involved? I, it I, seems I, like a lot of cocaine yeah, was involved. It, it is. I mean, it's overwrought. It is. It doesn't even. It, it doesn't make sense. No, and if if I so I, like man, I spent like, way too much time thinking. about I it, went Christine. to school with that kid. I would bully that kid. Absolutely, <laughs> like, I, you I would, would be like, "Get the fuck get, away from me, freak!" You fucking weird. Like, yeah. It, so part of me, like, I really overthought this when I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, "Okay, were they like, hey man, get me an Anthony Michael Hall type?" type. Because like, look, sort of the genius, and I say it, the fucking genius of Anthony Michael Hall is in those '80s movies. At times, he'll go. He'll go big. Yeah. But, but he can bring it back. He can bring it back. And it oddly seems organic, right? Yeah. He's always nervous. He's always nervous. He's very human. He's very human. Even- and I think this is what it is. It's like evil Ed is supposed to be that kid in high school that is a little weird. Uh-huh. That's a little bully. That gets picked on. A, gets picked on. That kind of lives in his own weird world of fantasy or whatever. Right. But those... This kid is acting, this actor is acting like what someone who is not that kid thinks that kid would act like. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And in real life, those kids are just kids who are trying to survive. Right. And in the new one, I know we're kind of jumping back and we'll get to it. That is Christopher Min's plots. Right. He is, I don't know, in real life, I'm sure that kid is a millionaire and lives well, but he- you immediate he's immediately endearing he you immediately understand that he is not going to be popular right you know why you know he's, why you he's know, not popular why all the girls don't like him right and but he's also a human kid right like this fucking performance I, I don't know what it is you know so you know who the perfect performance of that is and that's what Christopher Mintz plots is is remember in can't buy me love Yes. Courtney Gaines. Yes. Who plays the- You shit on my house. You threw shit up my house. Yeah. Like that's- Kenneth, man. That Kenneth. That's who Evil Ed should, should have be. been. Yeah, right? especially because by the end, fuck it, you're supposed to feel sympathy. Right. And I'm just like, for the love of God, kill him. Right. Kill him. Right. Vampire or vampire hunter. I cannot listen to this. Right. All right. Courtney anyway. Gaines who's also in Children of the Corn. Yeah. So, and yeah. he's terrifying. He's, he's the one who's all like, Outlander. Yeah. He's Malachi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So he goes, Charlie, for reasons, goes to Evil Ed. They have trigonometry together. I still don't know if they're friends. I don't know. But Charlie's like, the weird Evil Ed dude, now that I can't lean on the cops and that I've pissed off my girlfriend because I'm a dick. Right. Um, he will be able to tell me how to kill Jerry the right. vampire. And don't forget, my mom doesn't believe me because I'm an asshole to my mom yes. too, even when she gives me hot cocoa with yeah. marshmallows. My mom who has raised me by herself, Christy. Right. I, and has bought me this, <laughs> lets me live in this beautiful suburban home that she pays for on her own because and you could do that in the 80s. He also has a Mustang. And he has a Mustang. And I know it's a little beat up, no, but it's still but a it's Mustang. Like John said the same thing. He was like, how did that stupid kid get a fastback? Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck you with your 64 and a half fastback Mustang. Like, fuck, fuck you. you. Um, so he goes to Evil Ed. He's like, dude, I got to kill this vampire Jerry. Also, he wears like a professor jacket. And I'm like, why is that kid wearing a professor jacket? It doesn't. None of it. it make, none of, none it, of makes it makes sense. sense. Yeah. Evil Ed. He's you, like, Charlie. You're so cool, Charlie. Star. 
Oh God! I hate yes. it so much. Oh, I want to kill it. Um, he, you know, gives us the basic shit, right? You can try with a cross, you know, crucifix, right. uh, garlic, all all the vampire stuff. But eventually, like, eventually, the plot of this film is the kid is going to try to get the help of Peter Vincent, right? Right. In the first one, Peter Vincent is this washed-up actor who played the vampire hunter. In those old movies. In those old movies. We'll talk about him in the second one. He goes to Peter Vincent, uh, who has just been fired. He's just been fired because, from his show because teenagers no longer believe in vampires. Yeah, he says, all you all you kids want to watch is is killers in masks, right? right? He's like, like you said, it's a shot at Jason and Michael uh-huh. Myers and all that. Um, but also, obviously, Peter Vincent... He also clearly doesn't believe in vampires. He's a fucking actor. He's an actor and kind of a coward. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Just like a washed up actor coward. Just like real actors. Yes, totally. Exactly. Oh, I've played a hero many times. But I'm not one. I'm not a hero. Um, Yeah, that's so right. But he is, and this is is well established. He's been fired. We see an eviction notice at his apartment, right? He's desperate for cash. Mm Um. Eventually, eventually, for some reason, Amy gets on board. Yes, because so first when Charlie goes to Peter Vincent, Peter Vincent is at first he's like, yes, I believe in vampires. Yes, good for you and all that. And then when he sees that this kid is like, I need you to help me kill my neighbor. Right. He's like, get the fuck away. Right. Because they bring him. He's like, just let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Right. So they bring him to Jerry's house Mm -hmm. and they fight, they meet Jerry. Yeah. And he seems like a normal, suave Richard Gere in what's that movie? American Gigolo type guy. Like that's who he looks like in his Armani suit and like subtle Argyle sweater. Yes. With a nice scarf. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Amy the, Amy has paid because she know I guess she finds She paid, has like a bond or something. She has a five hundred dollar bond. That's very eighties, yeah, by the way. Very eighties. Um something your grandparents would she, give you. She is worried worried about her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Even though he's a dick. Yeah. And even Evil Ed is worried, even though so they don't weird. like each other. Um and she's like, Well, if he'll believe Peter Vincent. She gives Peter Vincent five hundred dollars. She's like, please prove to my boyfriend that this guy's not a vampire. So he's like, great. He shows up at Jerry's house. He has what he says is holy water, but is tap water. Yeah. Um, Jerry th- drinks the tap water to prove he's not uh, a vampire. This was um, this is actually my main problem with the original, mm-hmm. and why I might shock the world and and say I actually like the remake better. There are many illogical things that happen. Yeah. I was like, well, why is he agreeing to do this? Why does Jerry care? Why does Jerry care? I mean, it's like, why doesn't Jerry just kill Charlie right off the bat? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And and he had ample opportunity because his mother, because he is a suave dude and she's got lady fever. Right. Um, she <laughs> likes him too. She welcomed him. She invited him, right? Yeah. Which is the whole vampire you trope. Can't invite a vampire she invited him. So one night Jerry had come home and Chris Saran and Jerry was just there. Uh, sorry, Charlie had come home and Jerry was there. He, Jerry shows up in Charlie's room and he's like, forget about me. Just forget about me and I'll leave you alone. And I'm like, but, but why? Yeah. Why don't you just, yeah. Why? Just kill him. Just kill him. And and if you and do- then you can take the mom too. Yeah. So what? I mean, you've already killed the hooker. You have killed the hooker, and you've killed and, this other girl. And you've girl. killed this other girl who showed her boobs. Um, right. Why, you have all these powers. Why not kill Charlie? Like, there's no. Right. 
there's no built-in connect. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, like there's no reason for like this is not like a land grab, right? So like, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> Which is always the way to go, it's right? Always I don't the know, way just to go. Make it a fucking land grab. Make it a land grab. <laughs> but if it were a land grab, let's just say. Sure. Because this is actually John's answer to everything. And I'm like, it's a good oh my answer. God, but he's right. No, it's always the yeah. answer. So, like, if Jerry was like wanting a land grab, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's a reason for him to keep things quiet yeah. and not get attention to himself, sure. right? Yeah. Because he wants to get the trust of the people around him. Right. He needs the land. He God, needs he's the got land. land grab. Yeah. But. That doesn't seem to be the point here. I mean, right. he, he he's killing indiscriminately. He is killing indiscriminately. So why not just kill Charlie yeah. and his and, mom? And make it look like an accident or whatever. He can do whatever. He's a goddamn vampire. Right. Um, instead, he goes through this ruse. Charade. This charade, thank you, where Peter Vincent shows up yeah. with this tap water. I, and I don't know. So do you think it's like, do you think he, because Peter Vincent shows up and then- Jerry is like, oh, Mr. Vincent, I love all your movies. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I find them humorous, yeah. right? And so do you think that maybe he's just playing along and going like, this isn't holy water, it's tap water, I'm going to drink it. Yeah, and he knows, right? Because on the phone, when they're working out this deal, yeah. he says he's a born-again Christian and to bring a crucifix or real holy water would be sacrilegious. He won't, he won't play along. Right. And then- Peter Vincent, like, it's just tap water. And he's like, okay, that's not sacrilegious. I'm like, this is a lot of yeah. machinations or machinations for something where you could just kill all these people. Yeah, just, just kill, them. kill them. Just kill them. Just kill them. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. And so, you know, I, I do have to say that this was like the one of the first movies for me as a teenager where I was like, oh, so a teenage girl and a single mom can be attracted to the same dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are powers. Yes. Like I was like, this is. I don't know. For me, I don't know. As a as a teenage girl, I was like, that's like a weird power that I had not thought, thought about. Of sure. Before. Yeah, and like honestly, I don't think I would come to that conclusion f from the other side until later. Right. When I realized, like, I'm into Julianne Moore, who's well older than I am. And I'm also into this other actress who is younger than I am. Right, right, right. What happened? Right, <laughs> um, exactly. So anyway, Jerry doesn't kill him when he can. I don't fucking know why. I don't he, know. Um, obviously, Charlie still believes he's a vampire. Right. Shit starts to happen. Jerry turns evil Ed. Right, which I think is a really good scene actually. Yes. And not in the least because evil Ed doesn't have any lines. Exactly. He's just, he just, he's just there exactly. in the pool. Uh -huh. um, not, not in the pool, in the, in the that's, alley. That, in the alley. Yeah. But so they all go to this. Why do they take a shortcut through this like I, I, foggy city? I don't, and where I don't does the know. foggy city come? Like where what does city it come are they from? In? Because it's like, they're in this weird neighborhood uh -huh. and then suddenly they're in a foggy city. Right. And it's like, let's take a shortcut home yeah and i'm like does okay in my mind i was like well does because he lives in the suburbs that's the whole right. thing right so i'm like shouldn't the shortcut be kind of like through a park yes or something but instead it's like new york right. in the 40s i'm like, or they, something live, yeah, like, right. that. I'm like they live in a suburb he's gonna walk his girlfriend home y'all go to the same high school you can't live more than 10 minutes right. away from each other okay exactly but yes all of a sudden we're in 1940s new york but with a bump in 80s club right but they take this 
Evil Ed wants to walk through this terrifying alley. Uh-huh. I like this. Like, where does he live? <laughs> and like Jerry shows up. Uh-huh. And and says, and and this is this is played out in the second one as well, but like, look, man, I know that you're bullied. I know that you don't fit in. I can make you I can help you. I can help you. Like I can make you will, great. Yeah, that will never happen again. Which is which a I, fair argument. Yes. And which is what I love, which is actually like my favorite part of the vampire myth beyond like the li- living forever or whatever is or the, like Dracula brides. Yes. Yeah. Um, is the, I can, of course that's appealing to someone like Ed. I can right. make you powerful. I can right? make you powerful. It doesn't um, matter if people don't like you. Yeah, you, will make, you can make, make them, them like, like you. you. So he turns evil Ed. Um, eventually, I mean, you all know how this is playing out. Like, uh, he also eventually seduces Amy, uh-huh. which does not seem difficult. No, they uh, go, they, somehow they end up in the club again. Yeah. They end up in the club and he has a thing in this, in the first one, not in the second one, which is very sort of Bram Stoker's Dracula, I guess, that she looks like a woman he loved right. long ago. Right. Right. Which is very much like the whole Mina thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, Vampires just, you know. FYI, y'all, vampires don't need you to look like someone from their past in order to want to turn you. That's right. So, like, you don't d- count on that. Yeah, don't, don't. They don't care. They don't care. And you don't have to go make yourself look like Winona Ryder. <laughs> you don't. It's okay. I'm terribly worried about Jonathan. <laughs> anyway, I have to say that. Uh, Aspen and I are, yeah, anyway, we're going to go see that in the theater. They're re-releasing it. I'm anyway. going with you. Oh, great. Um, so, uh, he seduces Amy. Okay, so let me say something about costumes real quick. Yes. So I could not understand why in this scene, Amy was wearing two oh barrettes in her hair. Oh my God, dude. Because Amanda Beers at this time has really short hair, kind of a little bit shorter than what I have it right now. And she's wearing these like two weird little banana clips in her hair that make no sense. No especially sense. for an 18-year-old girl. Right. Like that, even in the 80s, I'm like, that does not no. make sense. Then, of course, I discover in the next scene, the reason she's wearing the little banana clips in her hair is so that they can fall out of her hair. Uh And suddenly she has big, poofy, like Sheena Easton hair. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know that those barrettes were actually holding all that hair down. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think they were. But like, then she looks like Sheena Easton in my sugar walls video, (laughs) you know? Look, wow, that's look like that a, up, kids. That, that is like a, a deep, deep cut. cut. <laughs> um, yeah, so he seduces Amy. Everything's going to shit. Um, uh, Peter Vincent has a change of heart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one, he starts to believe that right. Jerry really is because uh, he doesn't see his reflection. Yes, and so he's like, "Oh shit!" And so Peter Vincent and Charlie have to team up, right. which is we've seen that this is where it's going, yeah. right? To take on Jerry, Jerry's Renfield. And, and Charlie is our Jonathan Harker. Yeah. And, uh, and evil Ed who yeah. has been turned. Um, it is long and drawn out. There are some cool, you, you pointed this out, which was really interesting. Some very cool, very eighties effects, but that are also right. They're kind of, so I read this, re- a review of both movies, both written by Roger Ebert, um, before Roger Ebert died. Um, I think because yeah, no, it had to be. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So yeah. the first one, Roger Ebert talks about how the best thing about the first movie is Roddy McDowell. I like to think that it's also Chris Sarandon. I agree. Both, both of those both gentlemen of them are, are really, really are good because really they are both like, weight. and they're both amazing stage actors. Like they are theatrical actors. And so they're really kind of like, they're not cheesing it up. 
Like they are earnestly playing who these characters are. Yeah, and 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 having fun, but but right. in the world of the film. Yeah, and so. Part of what this film is making fun of is, of course, those 70s, 60s Hammer vampire movies, right? Or, Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, so a lot of the effects also kind of harken back to those movies and are at the same time 80s effects. Yeah. And you're supposed to go like, that's terrifying, but also clearly not real yeah you know? it's the movie effect that knows and acknowledges it's a movie effect right which i, I mean which i like i like that too yeah. i and mean it, the iconic the iconic one is when amy gets turned yeah and then she has a giant mouth, mouth. and if, if you guys haven't seen the, the original poster for fright night uh the like illustrated 80 style poster yeah like there's a ghost woman in the sky with a giant, giant mouth, mouth and that's Amy. Amy. And honestly, the I preferred those effects to which we'll get to, yeah. which is the early to you know, 2011, I guess, you it's know, 2011. the early aughts through like 2015, where, where I always say CGI thought it could do more than it could. Right. The other um, one that I like from the original that is very much an effect. And in some, like if you've read trivia, you can see strings, like you can see it, but it's the one where Ed is turning back into from a wolf yeah into a human yeah that was great and it reminded me a little of american werewolf in london right right um and it's the scene where roddy mcdowell like is really bringing the work yeah like he's, that, he's i mean this, yeah. he really does fucking elevate every right like he really i mean he's just better and yeah. I, I got, in my mind i was like what must Roddy McDowell be thinking that he has to act opposite With this guy? This I kept thinking the guy. same too. I kept thinking the same too. I was like, what is he thinking? Like, what must he have thought acting against this guy? And maybe that's why in the wolf scene, he's so much, he's really bringing it because he has to, he's acting against an animatronic robot, right. which is better absolutely. than the actor. You would so absolutely like, rather act against a, an animatronic robot than yeah. that actor. Um, you know, not surprisingly, that there's a battle, maybe a little too long. I don't know yeah. who's to judge. Um, so they, many opportunities <laughs> to kill the vampire. Yeah, that they miss for mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, but eventually they win, right? Yeah. They kill Chris Sarandon. They kill Jerry. Aw, Jerry. Yeah, man. Um, Roddy McDowell then gets his show back, mm-hmm. I guess, because people believe in vampires again. I don't know. He even gives a shout out to his boy Charlie on the show. Right before Charlie and Amy are about to do, do it. it. Perfect. And then, God damn it. God damn it. They cut to red blinking eyes across mm-hmm. from Jerry's house. And we have to hear. You're he- so cool, Brewster. And I was like, how on earth is that the last line of this film? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, I don't know. That guy, that guy milked that role. And uh, good for him. Good. I hope he's at every horror con. I assume good. he's still alive. I didn't yeah. look it up. I hope he's at every horror convention and, and making money and so that he doesn't have to make other movies. Yeah, and is, can support his family without having to act. Because please, just stop, dear God. Um. So yeah. So that's Fright Night. Vampire 85. Next Door. Uh huh. Nineteen eighty five. Woo. We did a good job. Mu- very much of its time. Okay. So twenty six. Twenty six years later. Bam! We're yeah, back. We're back. Tw- did I do the math right? 26 years? Yeah, 26 years later. 2011, they're like, fuck it. Let's do Fright Night again. Right. I was trying to bring us 26 years into the future. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the it's 2011. 
I don't know what was happening in 2011. It's like... No, I don't. I mean, that's after 9-11, so like so much changed. Yeah, I was, and it's 10 years ago. Like, I can't. Yeah, I don't I, know. I was married already. I know that. So, um, I don't know. We yeah. were watching the CW, yeah, or we the WB. WB or CW. Were we? I mean, it all gets like it mashed, gets mashed up. up. I think that was even later than that. Um, yeah. So they remake Fright Night. Right. And I, I said it earlier. I actually prefer the remake. I like the remake too. And I hadn't seen it in a while, but I just have to say that it seems like the role that Colin Farrell was born, born to, to play. play. Yeah. Needless to say, he plays Jerry, mm-hmm. the next door neighbor vampire. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot vampire. Yeah. From next door. And and they so so they're it's a we, little different. We Tell have them a, how it's different. Yeah, we have a similar story. I mean, you can see yeah. the bones of it, obviously. Right. And the characters are all called the same thing. But we are now set in Vegas, which I think was a smart move. Brilliant. And also a smart move is that Charlie and Amy and Ed and the mom actually have like backstories. Right. They're complicated people. Yes. Charlie was clearly a, a nerd. A nerd. Uh, his best friend was Ed. They are best, were best friends. They were best this. friends. Charlie, when he hit puberty, turned into um, Anton, the, the, I'm sadly the late Anton Yelchin. Right. Died really He's a young. Cute kid. Yeah. He got tall. He filled out. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking kid. All of a sudden he has a super hot girlfriend, Imogen Poots, mm-hmm. who is in, in the popular crowd. Right. And so he has left Ed behind. Right. That That's backstory. That's yeah. Um, they also live in Vegas. They have a in new, a suburb. In a suburb, they have his mother is a real estate agent. We know she has what her job is, right? We also see that they have a real relationship, right? And that she even says she clearly understands what's happening with her son. She mm-hmm. loves her son. She's like, "Hey, man, Ed keeps calling, right? And you, if you don't want to hang out with him anymore." You need to tell him. Like, right, exactly. You know, I get what you're going through, but and like, this conversation is happening as the his girlfriend pulls up in her rad VW. Yeah. Bag. And the mom calls Amy Honey. Like they have clearly have I think mm-hmm. they eat dinner without him one night. Like And this time also we even get backstory of one of the hookers. Yes. That dies. Yes. Oh, she's not a hooker. She's a stripper. Yes, but she lives in the neighborhood. She lives in the neighborhood. She also has noticed how Charlie has gotten cuter. Right. Um, yeah, Jerry has moved in. Jerry has this dumpster, right? And yeah, he has a, a dumpster in the front of his house. And it's driving Charlie's mom crazy. crazy. Because she's like the real estate agent of the neighborhood, and yeah. she's trying to get people to move into the neighborhood. But this is an eyesore. And also she's suspicious because she's like, he's not digging a pool. Well, yeah, where's all, what is where's happening? Where's all the concrete coming from? Because we don't see it right. coming off the But house. you know what, Christy? When you see that your neighbor's Colin Farrell, all of a sudden it doesn't matter where the concrete's coming from. it doesn't fucking from. matter, especially Colin Farrell in 2011. Yeah, and so- I mean, anytime. But in but 2011, yeah. he was working out. Yeah, man. And so Okay, so Ed, who was his best friend, 
it was like they used to make these goofy videos together right. and all this, and now Charlie won't give him the time of fucking day. And one of their friends has gone <clears throat> missing. Yes, like one of their neighbor kids that they all used to hang out together. They were like three, the three musketeers, basically. Right. So Ed approaches Charlie at school, and Charlie's hanging out with like the cool kids, Dave Franco. Yeah, even though Dave Franco doesn't really like Charlie, right? Because he wants to get with Imogen Poots. Y- yes, of course. Yeah. And so Ed says, "So and so is missing." You have to come and and let's go to his house and see. And he's like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And Ed basically threatens him and says, if you don't, we were friends. Yeah. If you don't come with me, then I'm going to let all your new friends see our videos that we used to make. And it's like stupid kid videos sure. of like Vampire Hunter yeah. or whatever. But it would, it would be devastating would in de- high school. Yeah, devastating. And we have seen in a prologue, actually, I thought a really cool- yeah. Vamp like we, oh, yeah. we see what happens in this house that they go to. A really fucking legit vampire kill. Yeah. Three kills, right? Yeah. Um it's really great. It's really great. And so then fine. Okay, so we flash forward. Charlie is like, fine, fucking A man, fine. He shows up late. Mm-hmm. Ed is like, where the fuck have you been? They go in. There's no one there's there. There's no one there. Um and Charlie's like, dude. Yeah, and Ed has all his like vampire hunting gear. Yeah. And he this and we are introduced, he has been studying <laughs> Peter Vincent. Right. Who in this one is David Tennant, who you know I am an enormous yes. David Tennant fan. I've but, seen pictures of you. Yes. Not <laughs> handling it well when I met him. But he is a Chris Angel mind freak Vegas style magician. magician and it's brilliant. I love it. And it's like it's like Peter Vincent, master of the dark. And in his show, he, yeah, in his show, he fights hot vampire brides. Right, right. right. And one of the vampire women in his show is also his girlfriend, who is the younger sister of Sofia Vergara. Good and God. I love their relationship. Yeah. And even that, like, yeah. even, like, look, that woman is absolutely, absolutely hot. Stunning. Yeah. But has a character. Right. Like we like through their exchange, we learn all we need to know about who Peter Vincent is in this. It's perfect. Um, But okay. So they go to this house. Uh, uh, Ed is like, dude, Jerry, your neighbor, Jerry, he is the center. He's the focus. All of these murders, disappearances, all comes back to Jerry. And Charlie's like, really, man, Jerry, yeah, vampire, Jerry. Uh Um, so he leaves. Uh, at Char- uh, Ed ends up getting chased by Dave Franco because Dave Franco's a dick. Right. But Jerry now knows Ed is right. onto so like, it. Yeah, so Ed gets pissed off at Charlie, rightfully so, and he's on his skateboard going down the street, and then James Franco's little brother is like- Beer farm, beer farm. <laughs> yeah, James Franco's little brother, older brother. Anyway, um, he- trips him and so he chases him through the neighborhood ed is forced to drop his bag of vampire killing accoutrement yeah jump the fence and kind of is like jumping fences in the dark so he doesn't really know where Where he's ending up right and so he ends up in someone's backyard Uh uh-huh and is confronted by jerry by jerry and he's like you can't come in here because i didn't invite you into this house and jerry goes this is an an abandoned abandoned house. house so I can go anywhere yeah, I like, want. You should have done the research. Yeah, you should have done your research. <laughs> and so they do a really great chase through the house. Yeah. Ed ends up again in the backyard and the, he gets turned earlier. Yes. And he, 
And I also it's think- It's the same argument. It's the same argument. And I also think he gets turned earlier because he's a much more, I don't know. Compelling actor. Compelling actor and compelling character. Um, and yeah, it's the same argument. Colin Farrell says, you know, you were, he actually says, you were born for this. Like, yeah. I, all those kids who make fun of you, you know, I know what it's like to be an outsider. All the same stuff. Yeah, the same thing. But like, you know- that kid, I always like. I always want to call him McLovin, which is not fair to that actor because he's been in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, uh, Christopher Mintzplatz, mm-hmm. he is that thing. He's absolutely believable. He's absolutely sympathetic. Right. And so when he, when he succumbs, you're like, of course, of course, yeah. He's changed. Charlie still doesn't buy what's going on, but he soon will. Yeah. He starts to see shit going down. Right. And in this one, it is much more apparent. That I mean, it's pretty apparent in the first one, but they don't really follow it because I think it's the 80s. And even though me as a teenage girl, I was going, oh, he's appealing to all women of all ages. I don't think that was the thing that they were, you know, older women in the 80s were not. I mean, once you get to a certain age, you're not fuckable anymore, Michael. Right, right. I've I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. So like. The mom in the first one, she's just kind of like a stupid mom, but they don't really follow the plot line of like, oh, she was also attracted to Jerry. Right. But in this one, it's definitely there. Yeah. Tony Collette is like, God damn. And that's what I was going to say. We should point out the mom is Tony Collette. Right. It's Tony fucking Collette. Right. Who like every time you're like, who's the best actor in this? Oh, it's it's Tony Tony Collette. Collette. I'm sure even David Tennant was like, wait, what? Tony Collette's in it? Great. Great. Um, so she, of course, is attracted to Jerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, as is Imogen as Poots. Poots because it's Colin Farrell 2011. Right. Um, and Charlie now know Charlie figures it out like, okay, Ed wasn't, because he comes back to school the next day and now Ed is gone. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, they're caught. I thought that was really clever too. Like they're sitting in class, they do this a few times, and the teacher's calling roll, and there are a few kids who are just not, not there. there. Yeah. And then the next day, which is after Ed has told Charlie what's happening, he goes back to school and Ed isn't and there. And Ed isn't there. And so Charlie starts like, what is happening? And he goes to Ed's house, he sees videos Ed has taken, and then he sees the no ref- reflection. Not not only no reflection, it's crazy. The car door like yeah, Ed like, is filming and he gets out of the car and he doesn't appear it, on the he video. He doesn't appear on the video. And so Charlie's like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, shit. Um, you know, things unfold and, right. and, and you have a similar path. But you said this and, and, and Ed actually says it in the movie. Like, Jerry in this is a goddamn monster. Yeah, he's way more... It's funny because like in this in the first one, like Chris Sarandon is sexy and menacing. And in this one, he's menacing and sexy. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And like Colin the the where he's not interested in sex. Like that is a secondary thing. He is Ed says it. He's like Jaws. He's Jaws. And yeah. like I had forgotten that line, but this morning when I was talking about it to you, I said, This is as though we were watching Crawl. Yeah. And Jerry is one of the crocodiles. The Jerry. Or the alligators. Yeah. The Jerry in this movie is never going to play the fucking I'll drink your holy water no. ruse. As soon as he knows, Charlie knows. I'm he, coming after He you. comes after him. And Charlie's like, whatever happens, do not invite him into the house. Right. I love that scene. So yeah. the first scene where he's trying to get beer from him. Oh, man. Like, Colin, that is an, an, that clip of Colin Farrell trying to get into the house. 
but he can't because yeah. he's not been invited in is a fucking masterclass in film acting. Mm -hmm. Like seriously. And this is part of why the second Fright Night is good because it is Colin Farrell and he is not approaching it like a, like it's a cheesy horror movie or whatever. Right. Like he is, this is what he wants. His goal he's is to get into the house by any means yeah. necessary. And he's just playing the tactics. And, and he's just playing the tactics. And again, Anton Yelchin um, is not a dick. Right. Charlie, Charlie in this isn't a dick. Like he's a dick to Ed, but also, I mean, you, under, I, you, understand, you understand why it's a complicated teenage yeah. thing that's happening. And he also, I also believe he and Amy in high school terms, at least are in love yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, and he's not the one pressuring her in this. Right. And no, she, that's true. She's the one that's like, I want to do like, it. Yeah. She's like, Hey, it's okay. I know you're like, she's clearly way cooler than he is. Right. And, and then she even has that line. She's like, I knew who you were. Like, right. I don't want to date. Yeah, Cause he's worried that he's not he's cool so enough insecure. for her. Yeah. And she's like, I know who you were. Yeah. I don't want to date one of those. James assholes. Franco's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Vera Farmiga. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, Okay. So, so then the way the oh way my God. the way he finally gets them out of I mean even though it is CGI and it's 2011 CGI I think it's so fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's like I don't have to be invited into the house if, if there is no, no house. house. And he starts to just blow up blow the house. up the fucking house because this guy's not going to be like yeah come in I'll drink your holy water. He's like no I'm going to kill these I'm gonna fucking kill you. people. Yeah, they escape. Um, there's a crazy, cause he turns out to be like some other breed of like, once he goes to Peter Vincent, yeah. David Tennant, um, he learns that Jerry's type of vampire is a specific type, type of, of vampire. vampire that is kind of like, they are unstoppable. They're like the jaws yeah. of vampires. Yeah. And so I should say that, yeah, Charlie has before all this goes, he's gone to meet Peter Vincent, which is also Hilarious. brilliant because when you see Peter Vincent in his magic show, he has super long hair, black eyeliner, and, black eyeliner. and then he go up to Charlie pretending to be a reporter. Um, and he goes up to his like, uh, what do you call it? Penthouse. Penthouse. Yeah. And he takes the wig off and the eyelash and it's fucking David Tan is a scrawny right. Scotsman right. who like wants to drink Midori. Yeah. Right? It's so fun. Like there's such a great line that just, it just, I mean, it defines who he is in one line where him and his girlfriend, Sophia Vergara's little, little sister, sister. He, she says something to him and he goes, go fuck yourself. And she goes, I am, somebody's got to. Yeah. And, it's and, like, it's and that's all, all you, need you need to, to know, know about perfect. who he is. And then also Peter Vincent in this one, when we visit his penthouse, he has all these bizarre, like ancient relics. Yeah. He is a collector, right? Mm -hmm. And he tries to play off that it's just part of his- Persona. But you- um, also, fucking. I mean, Tennant is really good, y'all. Yeah. There's a reason his Hamlet is lauded. Right. Um, you know something else is going on. But at first, he's like, get the fuck out. I'm right. not helping you. You're crazy. Uh, leave me alone. Um, that Great. Charlie, blow up the house. All that shit. They're on the run. Chris Sarandon, fantastic cameo. Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. So they they are forced to get into their car because in a really great scene where Colin Farrell, Jerry, digs up the backyard, pulls up the gas line with his bare hands, then proceeds to blow up the house. Uh -huh. They have to get into their mini Dodge Caravan yes. and drive down the road. Uh -huh. And he goes after them in his Toyota Tacoma. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I think it's what it is. Yeah. And, um, and they crash on the highway. Yeah. And then they're stopped on the highway and they get rear-ended by a Mercedes. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, it's Chris, it's Sarandon, Chris Sarandon who gets out of his car and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in the yeah. middle of the road? And then Jerry kills, kills yeah. Chris Sarandon and it's, and it's perfect. It's a great cameo. Yeah. Great cameo. Nice nod to the original. Right. Um, they end up fighting with Jerry uh, because she is a real estate agent Tony Collette has all of these real estate signs mm-hmm. in the back of her right. car, right? Which are sharp wooden yeah. stakes. Um, she injures him. She injures him. And, and that we was lear- cool. Yeah, that was cool. And we learned that part of the problem is often when you try to stake a vampire, you miss the heart. Right. right. People don't actually really know where the heart is. Um, so they fuck Jerry up. Right. Bad. Right. But they don't kill him. But they him. don't kill him. And that I that scene was, I mean, when she stakes him and he crawls away. Yeah. That was terrifying. That was great. Yeah. And also I love that it's all three of them. Right. And like all three of them are doing things. They're all pulling their weight. Right. It's not like Amy. It's not Charlie trying to save Amy because she's a weakling. Right. Amy's not freaking out. Or I mean, obviously they're all freaking out, but she's not just crying in a corner. She fucking saves the day. Right. Then the mom saves the day. Right. Um, yeah, the women in the first one are just ornaments. They're pointless. Yeah, yeah, and and which also I know is 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 a is a product of the era, and, and fucked up for many many reasons. But also is bad storytelling. Yeah, it really like, is. I don't care about Charlie and Amy in the first one. I don't care about Charlie and his mom. In this one, I really do. Yeah. Um, the, Tony Collette like passes out. Right, collapses. Right, understandably they take, take her, her to, to the, the hospital. hospital. Amy calls her mom and is like, and even that is like, you have a moment with Amy that is not related to Charlie. Right. She calls her mom. She's like, I'm not coming home. It's not a party. And then she's just like, I love you. And yeah. It's like, essentially I may not, I may see, not you. see you. Right. They go back to Peter Vincent and they're like, dude, you got to help you us. have to help us. And we learn. We fucking learn that. that yeah. No, I was going to say that fucking Jerry essentially killed his parents, yeah, man. That like Peter Vincent was not actually Charlie when he was a teenager, but he was kind of like an Ed. Yeah. And so he ha- he has had to build this persona as a kind of like defense mechanism. Yes. Because he has not dealt with the fact that and that's why he rejects Charlie in that first scene because he's like, oh my fuck. Oh shit, this yeah, guy's back. This guy's back. And he did nothing. And he did nothing. The reason he lived was because he hid. Yeah. That's the only reason. And so he does it again. Yeah. And he- so first Ed shows up, Vampire Ed, and then Jerry show up to the penthouse. They kill Sofia Var- Vergara's which is a shame. Yeah, a shame. Uh, but he has a safe room in his penthouse. And he hides in the safe room. And sees his girlfriend die. And yeah. I think that's the thing that makes him finally go, I've got to. I have to. I have yeah. to do something. I but, had this really hot piece of ass. And then I blew it. And then I blew it. Um, but Charlie and Amy managed to, mm-hmm. I mean, Char- and then even that, Charlie has to kill Ed. Yeah. And it means something, right? Because they were friends, and the and the oddly, the last thing you hear is Charlie say, or Ed saying, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a nice moment. It's lovely. And then Amy fights off Jerry. Um, gets gets bitten. Gets uh, yeah. 
fights him off. <laughs> she shoots him with a silver bullet and he's like, werewolves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then she grabs. She, yeah. And pours the, yeah. Holy water on him. Vampires. But eventually Jerry gets it, right? Right. Because Jerry's not going to be stopped. No, because he's Jaws. Yeah. He's Jaws. Anton Yelchin, uh, Charlie is like, you, you have, you have to help me, man. He has my mm-hmm. girlfriend and, and, and he's like, there is no helping you. All you can do is run. Yeah. Like, this is all you can do. And Charlie says, fine, I'm not going to turn into the man. He's like, cause he's like, my father abandoned me. Right. Charlie says that like, Hey, backstory. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to turn into the man he was or the man you are. And as he's walking out, David Tennant is like, this was blessed by St. Michael. Um, <laughs> that steak. Why not? Sure. Uh, if you use it, if you kill him with this, everyone else will turn back. Uh-huh. Basically, you still can save your girlfriend. Right. Right? Oh, because let's not forget, uh, we're, we have to rewind a little bit. Yeah. Because at towards the beginning of the movie, Charlie sneaks into Jerry's house because the across the street stripper, yeah. he sees her go in and never come out. Right. So he goes into the house to save her. To save her. And he discovers that there's like a secret hallway in the house where Jerry is keeping his victims. Yes. And that's because he's the type of vampire he is, he feeds on them. Right. right? Like he keeps them alive. And so then he's got like this weird serial killer, yeah. kiss the girls type. Which of is like, where the concrete was coming yeah, from. Yeah, that's where it was coming from. He's got like a secret place in the walls. Anyway, so then he tries to save, you think he's going to save the hooker, not right. the hooker, the stripper. And because they're able to sneak out during the day. Right. And you like, Jerry's letting them sneak out. Yeah. And he gets out of the house. The sun is up. And the stripper goes, thank you so much. And as soon as they get out of the shade and into the sunlight, she explodes. Yeah, she she explodes. And he's like, what the, the fuck <laughs> yeah, just happened? happened? Anyway, so back to. So now he's like, he'll have Amy in this creepy kiss the girls chamber. Right. Peter Vincent gives him the thing. And then Peter Vincent is like, do you have a fucking plan? Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I, I don't know. And he's like, okay. Set him on fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, they're not thinking straight. When uh, yeah, on a fire. vampire on fire isn't thinking. And Anton or Charlie's like, okay, okay. He goes to the house. You think he's he's got he's all like in his fire gear. Yeah. Um, and he, I assume that he got it from Peter Vincent yeah. because he's a magician. He's a magician, yeah. so he has all of this. Yeah. yeah. And then Peter Vincent shows up and he's like, I decided I don't want to be the man I am either. Yeah. Um, and you're like, all right, our fucking, yeah. this is our team. Duo. They're going to go in. And kind of like in the first one, but way more action packed. Uh-huh. Um, they do battle with not only Jerry, but all of the vampires he's turned. Yeah. What he, what has happened is that he's, what had happened was, was that he, in his basement, he's got these catacombs. Yeah, that was fucking that was cool. cool. Yeah, that was cool. And they crawl out from of the, the fucking, dirt. Yeah, from yeah. the dirt. And it's like Dave Franco has been turned. We saw that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the other asshole, a- Amy, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and then various other vampires, yeah. right? And so it's a it's a huge battle. And then, I mean, David Tennant gets fucked up. Yeah. Like he gets bitten. He's on the brink. Like so much so that he's in this like tiny bit of light that's keeping him safe. He's already turning into a vampire. He's just like cracks open his, his booze, just starts drinking. Um, but then he, he turns to Charlie. He's like, what's the plan? He's like, it's your plan. 
you got a light. And he lights himself on, on fire. fire and hooks himself to Colin Farrell. And yeah. it's fucking bold. It's really cool. And they, you know, yeah. they battle it out. They win. Yeah, and they win. And much like the la- the first one, the last scene is Amy and Charlie finally about to Doing do it. it. Yeah. Right. In the penthouse. In the penthouse. Because David Tennant has lent, that, Peter Vincent has lent them his fucking penthouse. Yeah. Which is also kind of nice. It's a lot of fun. It is. And I thought that's what I wrote down. Look, I know this goes against almost everything I stand for. I wrote down why I liked the second one better. Why I prefer it is I just said, I just thought it was more fun. <laughs> yeah. And there were moments of like genuine. I mean, my first rule is always, were you scared? Yeah. And there were. Uh, genuinely a few moments where I was like, oh, that was really terrifying. Yeah. I said something to you on the porch earlier because you were like, why did we like this one more? And I said something very sage and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, well, well, it wasn't that important, I I guess. Well, I mean, and also like one thing we talked about what you brought up, I don't know if this was the sage thing, but it was a sage thing, Mm. was that like, there's nothing universal. There's not. There's nothing right. universal about. You said it. You said it. You uh, said it. You it, said that the first one is very much of its time. Yeah, it doesn't transcend time. <laughs> right, like the shining. Like the did. shining does, or, right. or the Exorcist. Right. Right. It, it, so to me, a remake of Fright Night. Look, is it necessary? I don't know, but it's not like you're touching this thing that's perfect. It's right. So eighty-five to the point where I think, honestly, if some kids watched the original Fright Night would just be like, wait, what, what is what happening? The hell? Yeah. It's the same thing as, you know, we talked, it's the same thing as Manhunter yes. and Red Dragon. Down to the music where it's and like the lighting. You, you like both of them for different, different reasons. reasons. Um, and because it was the eighties, the, the women have not only no agency. I mean, they're not even people. They all have woman fever. They all have woman fever. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's they just want to, they just want to please their man. Whereas this one, 2011, I think it's super fun. It's well acted across the board. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you said, Roddy McDowell is great. Chris Sarandon is great. This is well acted across the, across board. the yeah. board. I mean, you have, again, you have fucking Colin Farrell, David Tennant, Tony, Tony Collette. Yeah. And then, Imogen He's, Poots and Anton Yelchin are good young actors. Really good actors. Um, um, I am convinced, though. And that, so is Christopher Mintz. Yeah, I'm convinced that that they put Anton Yelchin in um, a suit coat to go see. <laughs> they, they dress him as a, as a reporter uh-huh. to, as a joke because in the first one, Charlie's Dude, always wearing, wearing like a suit jacket. No, you're right. I think I'm you're like, right. You're like an 18 year old. Why are, Why you, are wearing you wearing that? a suit jacket everywhere yeah. you go? Unless you're, I don't know. Yeah, it was very no, weird. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like a little like nod to the. Um, also, and I know it's it's strange to talk about logic when you're talking about a movie like Fright Night, mm-hmm. but there is logic to the second one mm-hmm. that this that, that the, the first, first one doesn't have. No, the first one is is often illogical. The second one is ridiculous, right? But it makes sense. It makes sense. Once you know Peter Vincent's backstory in this, how they're able to beat this fucking vampire. Right. Um, you also know why, because of Ed, how Charlie even gets drawn into it. I, just things just make, it's just yeah, more logical. It's, it's better storytelling. It is better storytelling. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. I mean, there is a remake I like better than the original. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. No. I, I said I, it. I, me too. I like the new Fright Night better. Yeah. 
So this is really exciting because I, I, we still haven't figured out when we're going to do it, but we are going to go see Candyman in the theaters. Hopefully we'll do it during the day when there's not children yeah. or other people. Yes. Um, and then we will report on that and, and see whether we like this one better than, than the original. I, I said it before. I'm excited for this remake, this reboot, because of who is telling the story. Yeah. This feels to me... Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't yeah, want to. I don't know. I don't know. This feels to me like a different movie, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. Different point of view, like you said. Dif- it's it's inherently going to be a different film, right? Fright Night, while different, is still Fright Night. Yeah, right? it's it, it's a remake. I feel like this is going to be something other than just a remake. I don't know. I I. I've read a little, but then I was like, oh, I don't, I'm going to want to read it. We have to be careful because yeah. you and I always get excited. Yeah. And then we're so disappointed. So I stopped reading about it. So I'm going to go in fresh before, because we have to figure out when we can do it. Our mm-hmm. schedules are so fucking crazy right now. Before that, though, the return of James Wan. Yeah. Um, James Wan is returning to horror after a long fucking time. Cause he's, James Wan, save us, cause, please. Yes, because James Wan has been making a lot of money making Aquaman movies. Right. Good for him. And letting other people take over his, his controversy. And running it into the ground. Yeah. And so he is coming back. So with, maybe he's going to pull a Wes Craven. God, I hope so. Yeah. So he his movie is out. Uh, I think it's called like Malignant. Um, it's out on Friday on the HBO Max. Yeah. So hopefully next week we can yeah. get into that. And hope. I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations, Christy. Mm-hmm. But I, oh God, I want it to be good. Yeah, so, I, want I want it, it to be good, good so bad. Yeah, because there's so much garbage out there. <laughs> and I, I really do. When I, when he was at his best yeah. in horror, I love him. So, yeah. high hopes. It's getting to be that time to start keeping it spooky Keep every it day, spooky, people. Y'all. So, every day. Yeah, let us know what you're watching, how you're keeping it spooky. I mean, I am convinced that the entire month of September is Halloween Eve. Yeah. So so it's time to prep. Even yeah. if like it is if here where it's 98 degrees. Yeah. Start doing it. Yeah. Force and fall. If we if we want it bad enough, fall will arrive. Oh, I think so. If you dream it. Yeah. It will happen. <laughs> it will happen. All right. We will see you next week. Thank you, Jim John Make Noise. I don't know what we're gonna talk about exactly yet. We have some ideas, but we'll be back. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>